Okay, let's do this. As the wheel of the year turns, today it is in Oak, a festival of fire, a time of new beginnings, new shoots and hope. This cycle is honored in nature, with everything lying dormant, waiting in the dark of winter, listening for the tick-tock of the earth to signal the time to awaken. Our healing mirrors this. We get injured and retreat to the shadow to hibernate and not back together. We become impatient to unfurl again to show ourselves to the bees. But if we learn from the wheel and know that our time to get above ground will come again, we can use our hibernation to fall into our injury and evolve and shed skin. So when our personal emoke arrives, and it will arrive, we emerge, blinking into the sun, stronger and more colorful than we were. As Rumi says, if you desire healing, let yourself fall ill. 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 We can use our hibernation to fall into our injury and evolve and shed skin. So when our personal emoke arrives, and it will arrive, we emerge, blinking into the sun, stronger and more colorful than we were. We emerge, blinking into the sun. Oh. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. I, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. I just love it. I think that, you know, if you want to go back and listen to that again, knock yourself out, go for it. Um, I'll tell you how that came about, right? That was, I messaged Lauren, who on YouTube, she's known as Brain Girl. On Twitter, you might know her as Head Rider, I believe. She's a an excellent, just an amazing member of the Running Punks community, as you all are. Um, but I messaged her and I said, uh, look, I'm doing uh, the next episode of Mega Buster Ritz. Uh, it's going to be about healing because I talked last week about being injured uh, and how I saw Strava as like a forest and wanted to burn it down. And I felt this week while running, like my car feels better, which is good, but I'm also feeling a little change taking place inside. So I messaged Laura and I said, I would love it if you could put some words together that kind of, that would talk about that in the amazing way that you have because her poetry she puts online is beautiful so i just you know i just thought let's let's just see what lauren can do and she sent me back this voice recording and i kept listening to it i had it on loop on my headphones and i i could hear some kind of music with it i i, I just thought that needs some epic music so i just put like an effect on her voice because uh, it really reminded me of uh there's a mogwai song where there's a woman talking at the start. I think it might be the first song on 
uh, Mogwai Young team. I think that's what it's called. Uh, so I, I put like a similar effect on her voice and then I just built it up. I put some drums on there. I put, I don't know, I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai, so I put some weird <laughs> oriental instrumentation on there, some strange kind of pan pipes. Um, yeah, and I just built this song around her voice. And then, like I sent her a copy, and then I thought, oh, do I need more? It needs more. So the original copy I sent her had it fading out, and I just thought it needs to come back in. That needs to come back in. So I chopped up her vocals and I made that kind of euphoric, triumphant outro. Uh, and I just think, honestly, I just think that message she's got is something we can all do with at the moment. We could all listen to something like that. Talk about having your own um, personal in bulk. So an in bulk, I didn't know where it was. I saw Lauren tweet about it and I asked her, like, what, what what's this? What's this? What's an Imbolc? And it's a, a Gaelic festival for spring. And it's traditionally like, I think it's the first or second of February. So around about now. Uh, and it's when winter starts waking up, that moment just before it turns to spring. So I, I was fascinated by that because that is something I was feeling. It's something I will discuss in the podcast today. That's something I was feeling. I was feeling this change taking place, which kind of went hand in hand with my injury recovery. Uh, and just the way she says, like, we all have our own personal in bulk. And I thought that was amazing. Uh, the way she says, like, we re- retreat into the shadows and heal. And then we, you know, emerge blinking into the sun again. I thought, that. how are you doing this? You are, it's like you're reading my mind. This is what I was trying to say on the last episode of Megabuster Ritz about burning down that forest. It was about me coming to terms and accepting my injury, knowing that the time would come when I run well again. You know, so how she just captured it all in those in those words and then mentioned a, a poem by Rumi who I absolutely love and that idea of if you want to heal you need to fall ill fall ill just wow and I just love it I love it and I won't be offended if you want to go back to the start of the podcast and listen to it again in fact just do it just listen to that again because I I, I just think that is a message we all need particularly right now just you know, it, it's tough, but allow allow it to be tough in a way. Like open yourself up to this this toughness that we're going through and just know that, you know, our time will come. We will emerge, I think, as she said, stronger and more colorful than we've ever been. So that that I just had to start the podcast with that. There's a, there's a few bits of music in here today and I could have started with any of them, but that one for me just really set the tone. The engine's on. You're all comfortable. Let's pull out the bus stop. <laughs> This week we are talking about healing. You see Megabuses, praise be to the bus. I noticed a change in myself this week. I noticed a new strength that I've not been aware of before. Not only has my calf injury healed up beautifully as a result of maca powder, hemp seeds and unicorn blood, but my mind, my heart, the walk-in wardrobe that is my soul, feels stronger and sturdier than before. It is as determined as Moby Dick's blowhole. Yes, this is an episode about healing. It's about moving on from the damages you've caused yourself and the pain others have put in you. It's about waking up one morning and suddenly realising you have moved forward in time and in the words of Ronald Johnson, you see all earth before, above belief beyond compare. The air smells of change and there are some little finger-sized green shoots of excitement throwing the chlorophyll chorus out into the future. Who knows where we are heading? Who knows what sort of meal deal history is going to make us eat? 
I do because I'm the bus driver and I have Google Maps on the inside of my hat. Get comfortable, pull your socks up and relax as we sail away on new tyres towards your weekly nighttime commute to a better version of yourself. All right, all right, okay, okay, enough of that hippie stuff. This is a running podcast. Let's talk about running. What are you doing, Jimmy? Come on. Um, Let's have a look. Let's have a look what I've done this week. It's been a good week. It's been, you know, it's been better than good. It's been surprising. I think that's always good when you can surprise yourself. I started off with, I think it was like 35 minutes of running. Then the next day I got excited. I did 40. And then I did three 10 kilometers in a row. Um, on sec- on consecutive days, then I had a rest day, and then I did another 10 kilometers, so, um, and you know what, on a few of those runs, I dipped my toe into uh, running review territory, I pushed myself a little bit, so I was at that speed, that perfect threshold where my face looks excited, you know, th- I think if I do a running review any slower than that optimum, is that the word, optimal, that perfect, if I do any running review slower than that perfect pace, it just doesn't look right on my face. My face doesn't suit it. I have the face of an influencer in Dubai, you know? It's like, I shouldn't really be doing this. I should be doing something better in my life. Um, so yeah, that was exciting. It was good to feel feel my stride length. You know, I felt like I had a little miniature surfboard on each foot and I was surfing the concrete waves around Tlenetli. Um Yeah, yeah. I said that, I don't even know what that means. So, but I, like apart apart from feeling good and feeling fast on some runs, one of my favorite things this week has been running whilst feeling sorry for myself. I love that. That's my favorite kind of running is when you deliberately make yourself sad. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you deliberately feel sorry for yourself and you kind of, you run in the way a child would stand in a naughty corner. That's what I do. Uh, and you can always tell if I've done a run where I feel sorry for myself on Strava because it is an out and back loop. You know, it's not, no, it's not even a loop. It's just an out and back run. I just go up and then I come down. It's like someone pushing the fader up in a studio, making the volume loud and then making it quiet. That's what I do. I do the running equivalent of that. I run and I make all my thoughts really intense to the point where my head's going to explode, and then I slow it down, I come home, and I turn that volume knob right down, and then I'm all right, uh, so I've enjoyed that, um, and w- you know what, I think what's, what's kind of encouraged that attitude has been the album I've been listening to non-stop, uh, it's by a band called Spirit Adrift, and uh, what's the name of it, I can never, I always talk about these albums, and then I never remember what they're called, I wrote it down, um, please bear with me while I drive the bus and read my pink notebook. Ah, it's called Enlightened in Eternity. And this is a funny story, right? So I've been listening to Enlightened in Eternity by Spirit Adrift on all my runs this week. It's kind of, in a weird way, it reminds me of a metal version of All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but it's got, you got loads of lyrics about, um, like, you will always be stronger than your pain. Uh, you can live forever in the afterworld, in a spirit world, or something. It's it's totally bonkers, and it sounds like a band riding horses, which is which I'm done with. I'm done with that. Um, but I've been listening to it a lot, and then I thought I need to see what these guys look like. I've I've p- painted a picture in my mind of what this band looks like. Let's have a look. And I was watching a video, like one of their new music videos, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, the first time I watched it, I just kept staring at the beautiful biceps on the singer. I just, the guy has got the most beautiful arms I've ever seen. Uh, So I was looking at those, and like, just the way his muscles were flexing as he was playing solos, I was like, that is so beautiful. Uh, But then I noticed 
the other lead guitarist, I was looking at him and I thought, I know him. I know, I know that guy. Where do I know him from? Um, so I was just thinking, I know, I've I've definitely spent time with this with this guitarist, and they're an American band. I I'm not sure where they're from. I think they might be from like Arizona or something. I I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, I definitely know that guy. So I did a bit of research online and. I do know him. I've I've toured the states with him. His name is Preston Bryant, and he was the guitarist in a band called Andrew Jackson Jihad, who we did we did um, an American tour with. I think it was 2013 or something. So I I messaged him and I said, "Man, this is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, I've been listening to your album nonstop this week while feeling sorry for myself, and I had no idea you were in that band. So that's that's a nice story. Um, so that's been that's been what I've, my running has been like. I think. You know, I feel like I'm ready maybe next week now to start running a bit faster. Uh, I'm just, I'm not rushing this at all though because it's it's such an unpredictable injury I've got. It kind of, one day you will feel amazing and then the next minute it, it'll just start pinching and hurting again. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, I did, I think it was about 50 kilometers this week. I was aiming for 70. That's maybe a bit ambitious of me, but I've done this thing where it's the first time in my life I've done it, but I've got like all of last year was consistent. So I've got a year to compare myself to. So I wanted to kind of outdo the mileage of every month. I, to me, I felt like that's a good way to measure progress is if I just run further than I did the month before. So that's why like, and I failed on the first month. <laughs> January last year was at least I ran all year and I've run even less than that. But you know, it's all about just accepting those injuries. It's all about accepting that you need to just recover. And, you know, I noticed, I don't know, like, I just, I feel different this week. I feel different this week. I feel a lot more relaxed. Uh, and when I'm out running, I'm just in this really blissful state. Uh, I'm just thinking, God, the world is beautiful. Uh, it snowed a couple of times this week and it's just, it's just magical. So I just want to share with you something really magical and beautiful that happened on a run this weekend. Mega bust the Ritz podcast idea. I'm out running, it's snowing. I'm just thinking about how beautiful Mother Nature is, how wonderful the world is. Just, you know, how, hey, oh, what are you doing? What the fuck are you jumping? You just threw a pack of crisps on the floor. Fuck, come here. Get off me, get off. Get off you. As Jimmy and the stranger roll around and tussle in clean clothes, Jimmy is angry because he saw this man drop an empty crisp packet on the floor. That's all Jimmy knows about this stranger, and yet Jimmy is throwing punches and rearranging this man's face while simultaneously remembering the time he himself threw a pizza in the sea and pissed on the tracks of Platform 10, Cardiff Central. Jimmy is biting the stranger's neck over an empty crisp packet despite the fact that he never recycles his rubbish correctly. Whilst knowing he has done far worse things than this stranger, he still feels the need to fight him in the mud. Who is right here? I'll tell you, it is the empty crisp packet. Yes, the empty crisp packet knows it is no longer needed and it has peacefully accepted that today it's time to leave. That poor, sweet crisp packet whose view of the two fighting men is partly obscured by a busy robin pulling worms from the ground. Yes, that forgotten crumpled crisp packet who just before it ceases to exist thinks to itself how wonderful it is that two grown men are rolling around on the floor kissing and hugging each other as the sun sets once more. Take me by the hand, crisp packet. Our savior is reborn, crisp packet. A modern work of art, crisp packet. Wisdom in a crumb, crisp packet. 
your flavor lingers on. Crisp packet, replacing Ian Brown. Crisp packet, destroying Laza Fox. Crisp packet, giving millions to the cause. Crisp packet, Netflix for the soul. Crisp packet. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's that's great for a first take. Um, I think it's really clever there. I, uh, the way you've done that story there, which is obviously a metaphor for men on Twitter. Love that, Jimmy. Love that. We go again from the top. That was silly. I've been making a lot of music this week, and you know, I thought I'll make some things for the podcast. So that was just one thing I did. I kind of. I was going to call that Sleaford Jogs because it reminded me a bit of Sleaford Mods, like the bass line and drums. Uh, and then I just went off on one about um, a Robin thinking he sees two men kissing when in actual fact they were fighting. So let's talk about this change then, okay? Let's talk about this change because I'm going to open up with you now. I'm going to be quite honest with you about something. Uh, and it's to do with, I think it's, to, yeah, well, it's definitely to do with drinking, okay? And kind of the damage I've done to myself, not only drinking, but kind of, trying to stop you know sometimes I feel like trying to stop has been more hurtful than just if I just pushed on and drank all the time so there's one particular time I remember it was Easter about three years ago and I just read that book uh, I think it's called The Chimp Paradox Um, and it talks about like you know like the the monkey in your brain which makes you act like an animal makes you irrational and stuff so I remember walking to go see Scarlet's play rugby and I was like like I, I've I've understood I know why I'm drinking there's this monkey in my brain that's what's making me drink so I was walking to the game and I was determined like I'm gonna go out tonight and I'm not gonna drink uh the next thing you know I'd had maybe like six or seven pints watching a game I got thrown out of two pubs on the way home and I woke up in the morning I was just totally gutted like really devastated with like the decision I'd made it really upset me um I'd been drunk and I put like stupid stuff online about like just being angry with people throwing me at pubs when I did nothing wrong when you know upon reflection I was probably just acting like a drunk dickhead uh and that really hurt me um but it hurt me kind of twofold because the next day I was down the studio with the Vega Bodegas and we were recording our debut album a lot of those songs had been written while I was like sober and I felt they were coming from this like really clean, kind of strong and pure place. And I was just honestly, I remember being in Asda before going to the studio and I was in like the cold meat section buying some lunch for the studio. And I nearly started crying because I thought, you've messed this up. You have really messed this up. You know, you've written all these songs from like a really good place of positivity. And now you're about to go down the studio and record them when you've got the shakes, you're full of booze guilt. And that really, you know, like... Talk about healing, I think you sometimes think about how people have upset you, but I think sometimes you really need to look at how you've upset yourself, and that was probably, that's probably my low point, even though like, you know, nothing, I hadn't set fire to a car, I hadn't like filled up a phone box with piss, I just let myself down, and I thought, you know, just when I'm on that verge of thinking I've turned a corner, I've acted like an idiot again, and I feel like, you know, we spent all this money on the studio, we've got a great producer on board, and I'm just with the shakes I can't think straight and it's just it was horrible uh, and that caused like a lot of damage that really upset me and you know I'm sober now for a year uh just over a year and I f- honestly feel like like up until this week I've always thought any moment now I could 
I don't like using the word relapse, but any moment now I could fall into my old ways, my bad habits. And I felt like this week, it was like I'd finally moved on. I'd finally become this person I wanted to be like almost all my adult life. This, I'm, not, I'm not saying that from like an arrogant, cocky kind of perspective. I'm just saying this is the kind of focused, ambitious, like adult I've always wanted to be, who's not afraid to like be childish, like do things like this and, and, and be creative. And I feel like it started coming out a lot with um, with running punks, like more and more stuff is in the pipeline for us. We're doing a lot of work with other people. Uh, we've got like a radio show on the way. We've got a podcast coming. There's a few people who want to make like a film about running punks. So, you know, I'm having a lot of Zoom calls with people and I'm start these conversations with people who are like that. That's their job is to organize these things, to organize radio shows, to organize documentaries. And I'm chatting to them and I'm saying like, this is what Running Punks is. This is what I want to do. And I, I I can't ever remember like just being that confident in like myself or like ideas I've got. And I feel like that's just all work towards where I'm at this week. So it's, it's just been such a crazy week with like the calf injury healing and just feeling like I've just moved on and everything from the past has just, it is, it belongs in the past. It's like, I'm no longer dragging it. I used to feel like it was on the end of like a bit of woolen string and I was constantly in contact with it and any minute I could pull it, pull it close and I would be that person again. But I really feel like this week it's just gone and I've just arrived as a new person and it's just, I don't know. And when I when I mentioned to Lauren about that and she she told me like it's in bulk and it's like a time of change, I just thought, how how great is that that sometimes you can be in touch with the natural world? It's just, you know, maybe it's the smoothies, maybe it's because in the morning I'm having so many natural ingredients. I'm telling you, maca, if you've never had maca powder in the morning, get it down you. It is honestly, it is ridiculous. It gets me so fired up. I just feel like bang, a light comes on and I feel so energized. So yeah, that that's what I mean when I'm talking about healing. I feel like I've just moved on uh, and I've arrived at the person I want to be. And I'm so excited. Like, I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm just looking at the year ahead and just thinking, right, this injury is going to be gone and there's all this running I can work on. Fingers crossed there'll be some races. Who knows? Who knows? Like, just fingers crossed that there are some kind of races out there. I just, you know, I don't want us to go back to normal. I just want us to, I don't know, just... St- I think normal is what, like, you see lots of people online saying being normal is what got us in this mess in the first place. And I do agree with that. I think life is just too fast. Like, you could just fly across the world and go on holiday at, you know, at the drop of a hat. I think it's time we kind of just slowed down, took care of ourselves, took care of, like, communities and stuff. Uh, And I don't know, it's just just been such a great positive week. And I'm I'm just happy that it's happened and I'm just, I just wanted to share with you. I just wanted to share with you. Um, I mean, it's not all good. I definitely need a new pair of trainers and I hate buying trainers but it's time to cough up for another pair of Sakoni rides I think I think I need a pair of trainers for longer runs uh yeah wow you know what I, I felt like a bit of a counseling session that has that's been like seven minutes of me talking about quite honest personal stuff and I think you know you can accept the hurt you've done to yourself but I think you also have to look at the hurt you've caused others so this is when I went to see my friend the source who was also a um psychiatrist I guess and I shared with him the last time I hurt somebody
Ah, hello, hello. Please come in, sit down, make yourself comfortable. I uh, understand this uh, sort of thing is uh, a bit uh, disconcerting for, for various people, but uh, I assure you there is nothing to be worrying about. Now let's uh, get started with the basics. Uh, what was your name? Mr. Watkins. Excellent, excellent. And uh, you were put in contact with me by a rather intense gentleman. Mentioned something about uh, ordering pizza. That that is correct. Good, good. Now, let's just dive straight in, shall we? Why don't you tell me when is the last time you feel you hurt someone you care about? We've been running together a few years now. Been through some really tough times together, training in all sorts of weather. I consider you one of my best friends, but I need to come clean about something. I need to tell you something. I didn't laugh once when I saw Anchorman in the cinema. What? Not even once. That's impossible. That's impossible. What kind of man are you? Are you even human? And I feel free. What? What is going on here? You are levitating. You are leaving the ground. What is going on with you? Why have you never laughed at the film Anchorman? I didn't laugh once when I saw Anchorman in the cinema. What do you mean we can't run together anymore? I can try. I can try. Look, look. I love lamp. See, I I love lamp. I I I love the film. What? Where are you going? Come back. <laughs> oh, let me have some water. Ugh. Hang on. Oh, honestly, I remember sitting in the cinema watching Anchorman, and I didn't laugh once. And I think Disney should remake the Jungle Book, but Mowgli is an outcast because he didn't laugh at Anchorman in the cinema. And because of that, he's had to go live in the woods. <laughs> he's had to live in the woods and uh, make friends with a bear because he didn't laugh at Anchorman. And it's just so bizarre. It's just such a... I've just... I don't know. I've kind of lost my place in society because of that. I, this whole decades of WhatsApp conversations that I have no idea what they're on about because they're quoting Anchorman. So it's time I came clean about that. That was the last time I upset somebody. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, it's been a good good journey tonight, isn't it? It's been really wild. Um, I'm just looking as well at everybody. I'm on my phone now, sorry. It's okay though, I, I got cruise control on. Um, I'm just looking at everybody who did the, the Running Punks Virtual Run Club. That's crazy. You, you lot are amazing. You lot absolutely are amazing. And... You know, definitely two weeks ago, I wouldn't have run if I hadn't seen so many people running. So it's definitely getting people out there. And 
Wonderful. Uh, let's have a look at some questions. Oh, actually, before I go into the questions, I just want to say, right, I'm reading a book at the moment called Don't Read Poetry by Stephanie Burt. Fascinating, but so dull, so hard going. Um, I'm reading it on the Kindle as well. Uh, and I don't know if anybody's listening to this or on the back of the bus. Let me look in the mirror, actually. Let me look in the mirrors. Yeah, you've all got real books. Um, but if you're reading a Kindle, it, you can have this thing where it tells you how many minutes you got left in each chapter. And it's a good thing because it's making me like read books like where I would usually put it down for the night. I, I try and finish a chapter because I think, oh, I've got 30 minutes left. Um, but this one, honestly, it's just, I, I'm loving it and I'm writing down a lot of stuff from it, but it's just such a hard read. And one of the reasons it's hard is because on the Kindle, you read the poem and then you turn the page on the Kindle and you can't look at the poem she's talking to. You have to keep going back and forth. It's it's like playing table tennis with words. You have to just keep knocking sentences over the net and hoping you don't knock it on the floor or spill someone's squash. So that's what I'm reading at the moment. Uh, oh, and I'm reading the Kendrick Lamar book, an actual book, um, The Butterfly Effect by Marcus Moore. That's right in front of me. That's amazing. I, I love Kendrick Lamar uh, and I urge people to just check out his music if you haven't before. I'm sure you have. He's like one of the biggest selling artists in the world. Anyway, let's look at some questions and answers because uh, we're nearly at the Ritz. I hope you're all ready to get some uh, really fancy prone cocktail down you. Uh, let's have a look. I'm a runner on Instagram. Why do we never see taxis at a petrol station? <laughs> That's very true. Um, Maybe taxi drivers are just waiting for someone to ask for a lift to the petrol station. Maybe they're constantly really low on petrol and they're panicking. And yeah, maybe they don't go to a petrol station unless somebody asks. Oh, excuse me, drive, drop me off at the petrol station. And then I think, thank you, I can fill up my car with petrol. That, saying that though, talking about taxis, I saw a Tesla. Are those the cars which are powered by your mind? Or batteries, they're the same thing. I saw a Tesla taxi in Llanetli, which is, that's, that is more of a revelation than seeing uh, a Deliveroo person in Tlatli. Like, a Tesla taxi in Tlatli? Wow. Um, Matt Davis, what's your favourite animal and why? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, favourite animal? Oh, dogs. I love dogs. I think dogs are great, but I would never own one. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I love dogs, but I wouldn't have one living in my house. But I think a dog is my favorite animal. Uh, why? Because they just, they like running. That's a good thing about, good feature of any animal to have. They like running and they kind of look like they're happy. Whenever I look at a dog, I think that's that's a happy animal. Uh, Francesco91, uh, is cereal soup and why why not? <laughs> I said, you know what? I was thinking this the other day, um, cereal is like a soup. I guess it's, well, I, I I mean, I guess the fact that it's not heated up makes it not feel like a soup, but then you can have cold soup. So let's go for it. Let's let's say uh, cereal is a soup. I'm happy with that. Uh, neat shoots. Would you rather eat chocolate flavored poo or poo flavored chocolate? Uh, wow. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. I really don't know what to say. That's... That's a that's a that's a wild one. That's throwing a real curveball. I think I would rather eat poo flavored chocolate. Probably I probably have eaten something like that. I've, I mean I've I've eaten pretty much every chocolate going in the middle aisle in in Lidl. So uh, and Ash Fett, who Ash Ash has done an amazing job on his running punks training plan. I think he ran a sub thirty minute five kilometer. 
on the weekend. So, mate, that's amazing. I, I've loved seeing your progress. Brilliant. Um, and let's have a look at his question. If you had to punch one beetle in the face, which one would it be and why? <laughs> um, I'd probably punch John Lennon in the face. I just think, you know, guy was a bit of a dickhead. So he'd, he'd have a punch. Uh, we've got a song with the Vega Bodegas actually called... Um, Baby, I've been radicalized, and the final lyric on it is, "What's your favorite Len- Lennon song?" Uh, none. I fucking hate them all. They were. That's that's I. I you know that's how good I am at my lyrics. So thank you for your questions. Uh, that's that's everything. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. Best time on a megabus or at the Ritz. Best best time on a megabus or at the Ritz. Don't know. Oh, best time on a megabus. Oh, my best time on. <laughs> My best time on a Megabus was 100%. We were going to London to play a show at the garage with my band Strange News from Another Star, and we had a load of beers, and the bus driver said, you can't uh, drink beers on the bus. So we <laughs> we took it in turns going to the toilet to drink beers. Uh, and I guess worse than that, we didn't have bottle openers, so we were opening our bottles of beer on the toilet seat of the Megabus and drinking them in the toilet. That is 100% the best time I've ever had on a Megabus. <laughs> With Mark and Harry from Strange News from Another Star. And then on the return trip, actually, someone told us, we told someone about, oh, look, you can't drink alcohol on the Megabus. It's a nightmare. They said, yeah, go to Marks and Spencer's, buy a couple of cans of Harvey Wallbangers, which I think is vodka and orange juice, because it looks like an energy drink and you can just sit there drinking it. And that's exactly what we did. We we bought these Harvey Wallbangers that looked like Red Bull and we just drank them all the way back to Cardiff and we were very drunk indeed. Um, I haven't been to the Ritz, so you've asked me my best time at the Ritz. I've never been there. I've had a Ritz biscuit, though. There you are. Oh, favourite running snacks. There's loads of questions here today. My favourite running snacks. Uh, fresh air, insects. I love a banana. I used to run with a banana in my pocket, but that does look a bit dodgy. Looks like something else. Um, yeah, that. Uh, apart from that, yeah, insects. I like insects. Oh, and floor chocolate. We all know I love a bit of floor chocolate. And the doc, if you are listening to this, I bet you are totally grossed out. But my, you just hate my floor chocolate eating habits. So, yeah, that's been a great journey tonight. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, let people know. Um, give us a shout out on social media and stuff. Go back to the beginning and listen to that just amazing bit of combination of music by myself and words by uh lauren brain girl hedge rider that that just what a way to start a podcast what a way to start a podcast about running again who else is doing this who else who else is doing a running podcast on a mega bus with uplifting music like that and poetry so yeah stay safe um you know have a nice time at the ritz do what you gotta do and then don't be late and I've put a camera in the toilet so I can see you drinking beer. Thank you very much. Over and out. Hello. Hiya. Yeah, is that Megabus HQ? Hello. <laughs> you right? Oh, my word. Yes. Well, the last episode of Mandalorian. Oh, did you see it? Amazing. I did not see that coming. Really reminds me of uh, Steptoe and Son set in space yeah yeah absolutely brilliant um oh i'm starting snowpiercer tonight as well when i finish this shift uh, season two is up yeah reason i'm giving you a call is um this new bus you've given me i've just noticed i've re- i've just driven from clearly to the ritz and i didn't use the indicators once <laughs> i know i know i know 
Oh, I'm just in one of those moods where I was just in middle lane all the way. Uh, and I've just noticed now, though, I'm just I'm just playing around with, with gears and knobs and buttons in the bus stop. Um, my indicator sounds like a saxophone. It's like someone's replaced my indicator with a saxophone. Yeah, listen. Do, do you know, does, that, does that sound like a saxophone to you? What, what's going on? Yeah, so if you could get um, an engineer out just to have a look at that, just to sort that, please, because that's... Yeah, that's just going to be really off-putting. All right, thank you. Have a nice night. Bye.